Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. So Laura and I are going to do a little bit of like a deep dive reveal of some of the tips that we used when we were first starting our firm. And um, we get asked this a lot, like, where do you get your clients from? Where do you, how do you tap into a client base? How do you build clientele, especially when you're starting out brand new? And I think this obviously applies to attorneys that are looking to go out on their own and hang their own shingle and perhaps don't have a solid book of business that they're taking with them or that they've already started in whatever current firm that they're in. But this also can apply to any business owner. Um, Really, the tips are pretty generic so that they can apply to anyone that is trying to, you know, gain a customer base. How do you do that? Where do you go? What's the first natural progression? And it reminds me so much of um, when Laura and I were involved with network marketing how we had first started out really like, okay, how do you do this? Do you post more on social media? Do you get out there and like make something really like, you know, viral that it will attract all of these random strangers to your page? And one of the most consistent tips that we heard was start with the people you know. Literally get out a sheet of paper and write down family members, neighbors, people that you interact with on a routine basis, your hairstylist, you're, you know, the guy that works at the pharmacy, like all of these different people, right? And as you start to build this list, it's funny, we had this conversation um, this week with a bunch of colleagues. And when you start to start like recognizing the people that you are surrounding yourself with, uh, surrounding yourself with, you can actually see that there's a lot of opportunity sitting and waiting, like right in front of your face, but you just might not be noticing it from the angle of business owner, potential client, potential customer. I think that's something that was really eye-opening. And Laura, I know you, when you first went out on your own, this was definitely a way that you tackled like gaining and earning a client base. Oh yeah. And this is so, and I talked about this when we had that meeting yesterday, when I first went out on my own, and I think that this can apply to like you said, like any kind of business, like it doesn't have to be like an attorney trying to get clients. Like if you have a business and you want to, or you're selling a product and you need customers um, and you're just starting out, like I thought to myself, because it was kind of sudden, right? When I decided that I was going to go out on my own and I right. had been working for other people for 17 years. So like at that point in time, I had never been in the role of having to bring in my own business. And quite honestly, that concept was terrifying to me because I was like, this isn't what I do. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't get client, you know, I just did the work and that was it. Yeah. Um, So I thought to myself and, you know, after, you know, my husband is really good at like talking to Mike is so good at like talking to people and asking for help and saying, Oh, my wife does this. Do you know anybody like that? He's so good at it. And so, you know, I had a conversation with him at that time and he was like, okay, let me reach out to people that I know connections that I have and see who can help you, who needs, you know, representation, anything like that. Right. And, you know, as I was talking to him, I said, you know what this, and he said too, 
this is just what I'm going to have to do. Like, you better get comfortable with it because you need to tell people, like, if you want people to know you're in business, you have to tell them you're in business and tell them what you do. So I started thinking about like all of our family members and I, and I still, to this day, probably because that time period was so traumatizing, but I still, to this day, remember like the conversations that I had, who specific people I had them with. Um, we have a couple of family members in particular that have been in like different businesses and know a lot of people. So I went to them first and I was like, listen, you know, I'm opening up my own practice. Do you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. Do you know anybody that needs any help? Um, and they (laughs) referred people to me and even, you know, my Mike reached out to, you know, various connections that he had. I don't know if you remember this, the guy that had us to his house for dinner. Yes. I was was sat on a board with, Yes. This person didn't even know me. And he, but of course, knew Mike because Mike served on a board with him. And he had us to his house and his wife made us dinner. Like, this is like the epitome of leveraging your connections. Like, this guy has run multiple businesses, you know, and so even just talking to him, like, he gave me ideas and he sent me to different connections. And like, it was at that point in time that I really realized that if you want people to know you have a business, you have to talk about it and you have to reach out to people you know and make connections. And I feel like I'm so much better at it now than I was then. Like then I had like no idea what, but I shouldn't say I'm better at it now. I should say I'm a lot more comfortable with it yeah. now. Right. So, Absolutely. and you know, too, like when you left and, and came to work with me, like you had to tell people what you were doing, right? Yes. And I will never forget this because I I mean, it's like when, when I mentioned once before, I will never forget my first court appearance because yes, being an attorney and like <laughs> knowing where the first time was and it was Englewood Municipal Court and I was representing a defendant there. And I remember where I sat. I remember what the room looked yep. like because it's, it pushed, puts such an imprint in your brain. And likewise, I remember the first client that I was referred when I told a colleague of mine that I was going out on my own and she calls me and she was like, you need to help my friends, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. And um, this is what, you know, is going to be entailed and what what it's going to entail. And it was a pretty legitimate dispute. Like it was a big deal and it required emergency um, applications to be filed. And it just like, it almost hit me in a way of like the universe is giving this to me only because now I am ready and I'm finally putting myself out there like I should be because she was actually one of the first people that I reached out to, to tell her that I was going into partnership with Laura, with you. And I just will never forget that. And she still is constantly sending people our way and she's incredible. She's a wonderful human being. But I always remember that as like, that was the moment where I said, okay, universe, God, here I am. I'm ready to get moving forward. So send them my way. And it just so happened. And it was literally a few days after we actually opened up shop with, with our new firm. And it was because we were talking to our colleagues and we were telling people what we were going to do. And also part of that is, is that starting to refer business out to other colleagues and giving them that respect of showing them like, Hey, this is the right person that, you know, you need to go to for this specific situation, builds a level of trust with other business professionals that they'll say, Oh, 
well, you know, Amy and Laura have sent me X, Y, and Z clients. I can't help service A, B, and C. So let me send them back that way. And starting to build that trust because it really, at the end of the day, I think is a relationship business, right? 100%. And I feel like any business is that way in some capacity, right? If you're selling a product or you're starting, whatever business you're starting, you have to tell people about it. Like I had so many conversations with people and and I guess, I don't know why I didn't do this when I was working for somebody, I guess, because it wasn't my business. Like I literally just went to work, did the work and came home, right? Like that wasn't my role. Mm -hmm. So when I actually had to get out there and start talking to people, I found that a lot of people had no idea what I did or like what type of law they knew I was a lawyer, but that was it. (laughs) They didn't know like what to even family members, like what type of law I practice that I work with a lot of different businesses that I could do litigation and also do transactional work. Um, And so, you know, I realized that if you don't talk about it, people aren't going to know. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so that leads into what we then started doing with social media. Mm-hmm. And we even had somebody say to us yesterday and say, I think he said it on that chat that we were on, but also he said to me separately, you know, until I saw your social media, I didn't know what kind of law you practiced. And this is another lawyer in our community that I know very well, but you know, he said, now I know. And he said, and you're, you're showing very clearly on your social media, the type of, you know, the areas of law that you practice and the things that you do. He was like, and I think it's amazing because you're telling people what you do. And now I know. So now I know if I have a business client or somebody, you know, that needs general civil litigation or commercial litigation, I'll send them your way. Right. Right. And he wouldn't have known that unless he was looking at the consistency in our social media too, which, you know, we, Laura and I say this quite often to each other that it is part of our business. It's not part of practicing law, but it is a very integral part of our, of running our business of our law firm is to make sure that our brand, our social media presence is aligned to the clients that we serve. Because if we're going to try and just be like the jack of all trades and speak about multiple different things that don't relate to our actual like bread and butter, then that we're doing a disservice to ourselves and to the people that are showing up to our site to try and figure out if we are the right fit for them. So I think it's important that if you are starting a new business to get really, really clear about who the clients are that you're looking to serve, because it could be from a social media post that you talk about, you know, a breach of contract action that you were just, you know, representing a client in that all of a sudden a colleague or somebody that stumbles upon your page is like, oh, maybe they're the right ones for me. Maybe I'll reach out to them. And it's all again about messaging and communicating what it is that you actually do um, for your clients. I loved what you said yesterday during this chat about like the difference between like practicing law and then the business of law. Right. So, and it's so true. Can you say what you said yesterday? Do you remember? Because I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. Well, because it can apply to any business, like not just a law firm. Yeah. It can apply to any business. It could be like a plumber that's doing all of the plumbing work in your house. Yeah. That's exactly the service that they need to provide to you as their customer in order to earn an income from the services, right? That exchange of goods and services. However, 
there's a whole other part of your business that you still have to actually pay attention to, which is, you know, your, your, your branding, your marketing, your advertising, your administrative work. So when I used it yesterday in context of attorneys, because we were obviously talking on a, a, a discussion with attorneys, I said, you can't just stay myopic in your focus of just serving your clients and showing up and writing motions and, you know, serving complaints all day long. You need to pay attention to actually building a business too. And whether that means you need to serve the staff that you have, the team members that you have, um, you need to make sure that you're in constant communication with the professionals that you rely upon, like your accountants, your bookkeepers, your financial advisors, whoever, you need to pay attention to those things. And it's not just one or the other, it is both. And that I think is really important. Something that you and I knew very early on that we couldn't ignore it. And I think we were really excited to be able to run the practice as a business um, because that's how you're of our prior to experience. Do it. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's actually been a lot of fun. I think it's been, it's, it, it almost gives you like a little bit of a creative outlet too, in how to run your business and not just focus on the day-to-day doing law and practicing law. So, I mean, at least I find it to be really exciting. I like crunching numbers. Laura does not, you know, we just like balance each other that way, (laughs) but there's a whole other facet to it. And if you, you have to stay focused on both Um, and how it relates to building your client base is because when you're serving clients that you already have, that's one thing, but like our colleague said yesterday, you never know where your next client is coming from. Yes. In the back of your mind, you have to keep thinking, okay, where do I network next? What can I do to put myself out there? What panel can I be a part of? What organization or committee can I be a part of to put myself in the position of being close proximity to other people that I want to serve with? Are you a real estate attorney? Join the real estate uh, committee for your local bar association. Get yourself around those professionals. Go to title companies. Go meet with brokers. Like all of these different ways that you have to start thinking about your business and planning for the future clients that you want to to attract. And part of that is actually knowing what you do, right? <laughs> so coming up with, and this was hard for me to develop at first because mm-hmm. previously it was, oh, what do you do? Commercial litigation. That's what I do. I'm an associate of firm and ultimately a partner right before I left. But, you know, I do commercial litigation because that was literally all we did. Right. And so it wasn't really that hard to describe what we did because right. it was limited. Mm-hmm. And, and so now here I am going out on my own and having to describe to, you know, colleagues and potential client and really anybody what yeah. it is that I do. And I said, I better come up with something because this is like commercial, what's commercial litigation? Like nobody right. knows what that means. Right. So I really had to, which was my answer for so many years, right? Commercial litigation. Okay. What does that mean? So right. I really had to like sit down and think about even today, because our practice areas have, have changed a bit since we were working somewhere else because we do so much more now than we did before. So you have to be ready to, and willing to talk to people about exactly what it is that you do. Right. 
Yeah. It's your elevator pitch. Yes. And if you're asked that question, like what it is that you actually do, and you can't say it succinctly enough where like, I've caught myself where I I would start like talking about the different practice areas that I practice in. And I'm like, wow, this is taking me a really long time to explain to people <laughs> what it means to be a litigator and to also be transactional attorney and X, Y, and Z. So really try to hone that. And I mean, it's a kind of cool exercise to be able to be like, oh, this is, these are the three things that I do. These are my major focus areas. How can I describe these to the lay person, right? Like we could talk to other attorneys and they'll know what commercial and contract litigation is. They understand what that is. They know what kind of cases that would involve. They, if we say that we talk, we do um, alternate dispute resolution, maybe the lay person won't understand what that actually means, but we all would get it. So chunk it down and and realize that like the client that you're attracting, it could come from a professional that might understand that terminology, or it could come from a layperson, like a contractor that shows up to do work at your house and realizes, oh, you represent small businesses with contract disputes when there's non-payment. That's different than saying I do commercial or contract litigation. Right. Right. Totally and, different. And that you know, brings us back to what we were talking about before is that your work, your clients, your customers can come from anywhere. So like somebody was saying yesterday, like she's had people come do work at her house and they are now all her clients <laughs> because you start talking to people. Yeah. And even if, if a client comes to you or a customer comes to you for one thing, but they don't know about the other things that you do. So I've had this happen before too. Like, a client will come to me with an issue, like say they run a business, they have a client that's not paying them. Can you help me? Can you send a demand letter, whatever they need? Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, oh, you know, do you review contracts? Because I have like a template contract that I, this happened to me recently. I have a template contract that I use. Um, It needs to be updated and revised. Can you help me with that? Mm -hmm. And then you get into a conversation about the other things that you do. Right. So being, being, you know, comfortable with and familiar with what you're going to say when somebody asks you that question makes a big difference. And and one thing I was saying yesterday is that I found that when you are out on your own, you really have to step out of your comfort zone, whether you're a lawyer, whatever business owner, any kind of business that you're in, like you really have to step out of your comfort zone and be able to, you know, comfortably talk to people about the fact that, yeah, I run my own law firm. I have my own business. This is what we do. Exactly. And it's tough. Like, listen, it is tough to to talk about yourself because then it, you know, (sighs) you'll get the, oh, that's so nice. Wow. That sounds impressive. And you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. If only you knew. Um, (laughs) But then, you know, you, you have to build the confidence only by doing. So, if you consistently are being out there and and talking to people and being like, yeah, I run my own law firm. And it it was actually really hard for me to be like, oh, I, yeah, I am self-employed. I have my own law firm. And they're like, what you, you have your, yeah. It was so uncomfortable. It's at least for me, it was. That's a whole other episode for us to unpack (laughs) where that uncomfortability came from. So (laughs) that's a whole other thing, but if you start saying it more and more, it just becomes comfortable. You become more confident by saying it consistently to people right. that you meet. 
And um, again, you just don't know. It's it, You might say that to a contractor that comes to your house and they don't have work for you. But maybe six months down the road, they're like, oh my gosh, you remember when I went to Laura's house and I was like putting in a you know sprinkler system? Wow, maybe I could ask her about the fact that Joe Schmo down the block hasn't been paying me mm-hmm. and see what she can do and if she has anything to offer to me. It might happen that way because that's how it happens. It could 100% happen that way. So I guess the takeaway we want from today is that if you are a business owner just starting out on your own, no matter what your business, you know, think about exactly what it is that you do, exactly what it is that you sell, whatever it might be, and get comfortable with it. Because if you're going to put yourself out there, you got to get comfortable with talking to people about exactly what it is that you do. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.